I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Thirty-one of the program. Okay, so we're rolling through downsizing. Downsizing is doing all the things you've been doing up until this point. Um, you are hitting all meals and snacks. You are making them nutrient-rich. Rather than eating dissatisfaction, however, you are purposely leaving yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied. What you're trying to do is to, in the least stressful way possible, decrease the amount of food your body is used to getting, the amount of insulin it's used to using. Um, and so think about the last four weeks of the program. You've been literally giving this body, the size that you are now, what it needs. Now, some of you, your body's already started to move the dial on the scale. We haven't really tried to lose weight up until this point. It was really just in giving the body what it needs. So it no longer felt the need to store fat that it would start to release that. Now, some of you, the scale isn't moving. That's your body taking those resources and repairing and rebuilding and addressing issues. That's going to get it to a place where it's happy to release the fat. Moving forward from this point is where we start to get the body's attention to get it to take action. And so this week, it's all about your body got to this really happy place. You were consistently following the food plan, drinking the water, managing the stress, trying to get better sleep, moving your body, doing all those things. And that's great. And you can continue to do that. And eventually, you'll lose weight. It's just there's a big difference in eating a eating in a healthy way to lose weight and eating in a healthy way that's more conducive and, and proactive when it comes to weight loss. Most of you want to see your weight loss sooner rather than later. So we kind of nudge it along by all the tweaks that you're making week to week to week. And each week we build on those tweaks. So one of the things that this week is going to do is put you even more in tune to your portions. Your body is going to notice when you are not giving it the same amount of food as it's been used to in the last few weeks. It's going to get a little pissy about that. It's going to be like, yo, where's my food? And you're going to say, hey, I'm giving you 
all the same food I gave you last week, just not this, not the same amount. And your body's like, well, I need that amount. And you're like, no, you don't need it. It's just what you're used to. So you're going to slightly, slightly decrease the amount that you're giving your body. And then what it's going to do, because you spent the last four weeks giving the body what it needs so it no longer feels the need to store fat, is simply downsize and adjust to the amount of food that's coming in. So it's going to release the fat, downsize your body, and adjusting the amount of food that's coming in. You're going to notice after you start downsizing and your body gives that initial like, where's my food? It's going to calm down and all of a sudden you're going to feel just as satisfied on those smaller portions as you were on the bigger portions you've been eating in the last few weeks. So going into next week, week five, where we bring it back to eating dissatisfaction again, you're going to notice that your portions are naturally smaller. You're going to notice that, wow, I used to bring this size container of food for lunch. Now I can't even eat, you know, half of it at this point. So this is something that we're doing mindfully. This because we don't count, we don't weigh, and we don't measure our, our foods. You don't need to do that in order to lose weight. You don't need to do that in order to sustain your weight. So this is a big part of this week as well. It's not just eating less. It's it's about getting even more in tune to your portions. It's about also working through those feels, those issues and associations, which reminds me, um, whether you're in the group or just listening by way of podcast, Yesterday, we spilled the tea. So spill the tea is a segment that we do at 4 p.m. on Tuesdays um, with my manager, Kim, um, who's got her pulse on the group. You know, where the group, where's the group at? What's the vibe of the group? What's the questions people are asking? What are the things that they're loving? What are the things that they're really struggling with? And we just, we kind of break it down. So it's a great idea um, to, to, to take some time and to watch or to listen uh, to the spill the tea segment. More than that, though, we also have on guests, real people. And we don't know what the conversation is literally until they jump on and we start and get into a conversation. And we had the great, the best conversation with, yesterday with Charmaine and Deborah. Deborah's been doing the program. This is her fourth program. Charmaine, um, this is her second program. A lots of real conversation. And we don't just highlight people who are like crushed it, amazing, did it. And this is so easy peasy. Share your tips. No, this is like real, real conversations about what people are going through and the aha moments that they're having along the way. So I do highly suggest that you tune in to the Spill the Tea segments um, if you're not taking time to do so. Okay, I uh, can't stay on long today because I'm heading to Michelle Pfeiffer's house. Uh, she's a creator of Sprouted Love, and we're going to talk about quick and easy breakfast ideas. We've had her on before. She's been a Livy loser. She's lost weight successfully with the program has such a passion for it. She joined our team as a program specialist. Now she's uh, now she heads up our learning and training department. But she has this product called Sprouted Love. You know, we're always talking about making your food choices nutrient-rich, adding some hemp hearts and seeds and whatnot. Um, she actually has continued a business from her father, um, and she's packaged this um, product called Sprouted Love. You know, you can also, there's a lot of different varieties of this product in, um, in, in grocery stores, health food stores, and such, and you can make your own, so you don't have, this is not a sales thing where you have to buy her product. Um, she is a whiz in the kitchen and we've had her on before and she does the best quick and easy tips. So now I've asked her to put the best of the best of her breakfast ideas together. So if you're like, you know, wondering what, what can I have for breakfast? Also, you know, what can I have that's not eggs? Um, I'm going to be hanging out with her today, 11 a.m. So if you want to join me then. So my point is, let's get into these questions. Hi Paige. Good morning. This is my second time in the program. First program, I was down 14 pounds. I'm feeling a little defeated as my weight at the beginning was dropping slowly, which I was super happy about, but then I gained seven pounds overnight. Okay, so first of all, you don't know, you didn't gain seven pounds overnight. You have to know this, right? Um, which I did have a visit from my, my flow, and now I'm having a hard time as my weight isn't dropping back down to where it is. Okay, so that makes sense. So your weight went up. 
your menstrual cycle hit and you know eventually it's going to come back down um it's going to fluctuate probably because you need to drink more water probably because you need to get more rest probably because your cycle's not done i'm not really sure could also be that your weight as it's coming down is also up again because your body's about to drop more fat could be because you you know your body's sore from doing a workout could be because you had salty food could be from a variety of, of things um, so you have to know, like, bottom line is you haven't gained any weight here, right? So that's the takeaway. Uh, following the food plan as much as possible, showing up, moving my body. Could this be my frustration and stress causing my weight not to move back? Thanks again for uh, teaching me so much the last two programs. So who knows what the fuck it is? But you know what I know it's not? It's not real weight gain. So that's what you really have to kind of understand. I know you want to see your lowest low, right? And you're going to get there. So it could be a variety of different things. You could have uh, UTI you don't know about and your body's stressing out from that. Do you know what I mean? Um, you could, um, it could be stress, but you know, if it is stress, you think it's stress, then this is where you want to really look into stress, man stress management techniques, right? Get into doing some, um, you know, if it's not deep breathing, just general, you know, deeper breathing than what you're used to. Have some Epsom salt baths, try to get to bed early, you know, maybe cut the wine if you've been drinking it. It could, though, just be a combination of a variety of different things. I don't know how you, how old you are um, in terms of your hormones and what's happening there. Um, but, you know, this is where I would pull out the maximizing post and go and check, 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 check all the things. It could be your vitamin D levels are, are low because you haven't been supplementing and it's dark. And now after a few months of being so dark, they're starting to dip. Do you know what I mean? Remember, your body's not looking to make you fat. It's not looking to store excess fat. It's not looking to hold on to this weight. Um, so... You, so it's not real weight gain. Um, it could be a variety of different things. So that's where pulling out that maximizing post and just going check, 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 doing this, doing this, doing this, doing that. Um, that's where you at least you're going to know that you're doing all the things in which your weight will come back down again. So, but it could just simply be that your weight is up, even though your weight's on your on your way down from the body retaining water and doing what it needs to do when you get your period. That it's actually up because your weight's about to drop to a new noon low, right? So. So I, I know that's sort of frustrating when, you're, when your weight goes up and you're just like, I know every time I get my menstrual cycle every month, I'm like, what is happening to me? What, like, I feel like an alien's taking over my body. My weight, my weight fluctuates a lot. And then, you know, next thing you know, after it's done, which is usually a couple days after, now my weight's right back down. And I, I didn't change anything or do anything differently. So unnerving. Also remember, Paige, at this point, you know, with being so in tune to your body, when you feel off, you feel like really, really, really off, right? Like the slightest little off and you just feel like you're feeling it. But then also on the other side of that, when you feel really amazing, you feel like rock star amazing. So you could just be really in tune. And you could have a lot going on. You could have stress. You're, maybe you're not getting as deep as sleep. Or you could be a variety of different things. So use that checklist on that maximizing. Maximizing post isn't just for people who are struggling and your weight isn't moving. It's a great just kind of reminder of all the things that you can do um, and be like, what, you know, what, what am I missing? You know, what could it be? And just kind of read through it, do a little check. And then, like I said, the, at the very least, you'll know you're doing all of the, all the things. Felt hungry yesterday. Water helped a bit. Let's do it. Uh, day two of unsatisfied eating. Yes, downsizing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry, but you should notice that that's going to really taper off, you know, and it's not about eating less and less and less and less. It's not like you're trying to eat, you know, like, you know, you start by a few bites and then pull back more and more and more and more. Remember that you might even have days while you are downsizing where you're not even hungry and you'll still have to force yourself to have those token amounts. You might have one meal where you're like extra hungry, maybe 
maybe for lunch. And then when it comes afternoon snacks, you're like, oh, I'm not even hungry for it, right? So it's all kind of how it's spreading out throughout the day and then allowing your body to really adjust that. What we're trying to do is decrease the amount of insulin overall that your body feels the need to produce. And so with that homeostasis or a set point, right? So your set point is the weight that your body's used to functioning at. And within that set point, everything is set. That's why I call it set point. Everything is set. Your metabolism, your body temperature, like your, you know, one of the ways your body uses fat is to regulate body temperature, right? So it's kind of re, it's jigged everything around the size of your body to figure out what, you know, regulate body temperature, for example. Um, blood flow, um, you know, um, blood sugar, saturation levels in terms of sodium and, and such, how much, you know, blood your heart is pumping at. So what we're trying to do is, is reduce the amount of insulin that your body is used to using, which is also going to help lower your set point, which is also going to decrease the portions that you're used to consuming that you feel like you need because that's what your body is used to getting. And so this is why I try to frame it like if you think about the last few weeks of the program, you've been, you've been in tune to your body's needs at the size that it's at now at the size that it's at now. Now you want to move the dial on the how, on the size of your body. Now you want to lose weight. Some of you significant amount of weight. So we kind of have to chip away at it slowly and decrease all the things that go along with that set point, right? So that so that you're lowering your set point in a, in a the most least stressful way. You're allowing your body to rejig these things, right? That's why a lot of you are losing weight and you're feeling cold. Why am I so cold? You know, it's cuz you're releasing fat which your body was using to regulate body temperature so it has to adjust to all of that right so there's a lot of adjustment periods going on with that hi good morning uh, I have COVID oh no and feel like I've been run over I've looked over the sickness protocol but I have to tell you how do you deal with no appetite no taste no smell I mean that's what the sickness protocol is, out, is all about I'm so dry thirsty I can't seem to quench my thirst drinking five liters a day minimum so the sickness protocol is the fact that if you're not hungry don't force yourself to eat right like to get rest you know, keep it nice and light. Like a lot of times people force themselves to follow the food plan. You know, what you need at lunch probably is some soup, not steak and potatoes. And so that's what the sickness protocol is about. Recognizing you're sick and doing everything you can to help your body recover from that. When you are sick, your body a lot of times will either be really hungry, which is generally, a, especially crepe carbs and sugar, which is really your body screaming at you to drink more water, um, or you won't be hungry at all. The, your body will purposely shut you down, keep you low energy, it doesn't want you eating because eating takes a lot of energy and your body's trying to allocate resources in other places. Plus, it's desperately trying to detox because if you have a cold or flu or virus, it's trying to get it out of your body. That's why they say drink lots of liquids. This is why you're thirsty because your body's like, we got to get this shit out so that you can recover from it. So a lot of people get concerned I'm like, well, if I'm not eating all day, aren't I forcing my body to burn fat? No, there's, there's absolutely a difference between not eating when you're hungry and starving yourself and going all day not giving your body nutrient rich foods for it to survive on and your body purposely shutting you down and not being interested in, in eating because it's trying to get this virus out of your system this is one of the reasons why your body stores fat for these times when you get sick and it doesn't want you to eat because it wants to focus on other things you have an emergency reserve to rely on the reality is though we don't need the emergency reserve that most people are carrying around with them a, a person's body really should be fairly lean and when they're carrying that excess um, emergency energy reserve. It shouldn't be something that's noticeable on your body. 
So that's the difference. Plus, this is where you can use sickness to your advantage when you are sick like that. Because on the other on other side of it, it's not like you're it's not like you're all of a sudden just starving and depriving yourself. You're not eating, right? You are giving your body nutrient rich food. So you've been addressing the fact that your body doesn't need this fat reserve. So now that you're sick, right? Your body your body is going to detox. Guess what's going to also happen? It's going to detox fat that it's not a fan of carrying around. That every pound of fat is hard on your body. It's not healthy for you to carry excess fat. So while it's detoxing this virus out, don't be surprised if you if it detoxes some fat along the way. And so it's all about the body has no need to store fat going into this sickness, right? So you know, shut down your appetite. It'll detox this virus out, probably some fat along with it. And then you're going to get back to giving your body what it needs. So this is why if you lose a few pounds, while you're sick, while doing this program, while addressing your body's needs, that can actually work to your advantage. So sickness is like its own tweak each week. So I know it's a bummer when people are sick and they can't follow along the program. They're like, ah, you know, I want to follow along. You kind of are doing your own tweak, right? It's because how you kind of load it up on the front and back end of that makes all the difference, makes all the difference. You'll notice like um, your weight actually should go up when you're sick. As your body's retaining water, even though you're not eating, that's actually a sign of a, high, a healthy metabolism. When you lose weight right away, when you're sick, that's not that's not great. Um, so actually, having your weight go up a little bit while you are sick, your body's retaining water and all of that. It's like I said, it's a sign that you have a nice healthy metabolism. And then once you start to feel better, your weight will drop down. Went to bed hungry last night, and surprisingly enough, I'm still alive in the morning. <laughs> It's crazy how for years if I was hungry at bedtime, I would eat something because perish. And I thought, perish the thought, I would not last through the night. Yeah. I mean, man, you know, this thought that there isn't enough is like it runs rampant and it runs deep, you know. And and for, for good reason, you know, a lot of our parents and generations before us, like, you know, food scarcity was a real issue for a lot of people. And that's carried forward in generations. Even just through like small little things that have been said and ingrained since you were quite young that, that add up to be this big major belief, you know. Isn't it amazing though how we can do diets and um, where, you know, we literally starve and deprive ourselves, but then you, you get to a program where you're eating help. I, I love the fact actually, you know, and we talked about this in the live yesterday, so many people so, when they come into the program are so nervous about eating so much and so often. They think, that, you know, oh my gosh. And then when we go to eat a few bites less, everyone's like, oh my God, I'm going to starve to death and my body's going to want to store fat and all these things. I actually love that because it's a, like, it's such a contrast. <laughs> This is what I'm juggling with. You know, people are afraid of eating too much. People are afraid of not eating enough. I mean, this that's fucked up, right? And this is why we need to do this kind of work to get to a place where we just know. We just know what our bodies need in order to sustain our weight. And, you know, and at the end of this program, you're really going to come to understand what your body needs in terms of releasing fat as well. Like 28,000 people are doing this program right now. The program worked for everybody because everybody has a body and they're human and it has specific needs. And but what we're going to teach you along the way is how it make it a lot more individual to your needs and hence the tweaks that we're making each week which is really super cool normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to healthcare. that's why united healthcare's health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com finding your perfect home was hard but thanks to burrow furnishing it has never been easier Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. 
Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're struggling with nighttime hunger, really, really, the couple, three things I want you to think about. All the nutrient-rich foods that you're eating throughout the day. So even in smaller portions, your body get, is getting super nutrient-rich food. Like you can eat a lot of food, doesn't mean it has a lot of nutrient value in it, right? So all the super nutrient-rich foods you're eating throughout the day, even in you know even in smaller bites, are really going to make a difference. That's that's number one. Number two is your body doesn't want to eat at night. Your body actually starts p- pumping this chemical called melatonin through your system to wind it down to help it get a nice deep sleep. It's eating and processed food all day long. It wants to shut her down. It wants you to go to bed. It doesn't want you to stay up till 11, 12 night watching Netflix. Get your ass to fucking bed. That's what it wants you to do. So it can repair and rebuild and regenerate and whatever. So you can wake up the next day and do all the things that you, that you really need to do. The third thing is, um, you know, you, well, I'm going to add four. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to embrace it. You just have to kind of move through it. And what you're going to do is catch the feels on the other side the next morning that you're going to actually start to realize that when you go to bed and you don't eat, uh, at night and after dinner and all that, you wake up, your mind is way more clear. You, you feel more energetic and you feel a lot leaner and it really helps you get the scale moving. So if you can kind of focus on those four things when you're struggling with nighttime hunger, it, it can really, really help. And just kind of really understanding that, having your aha moment about it, you know, recognize that having those snacks really, you don't really serve a purpose. Your body doesn't really need them, you know, and, and there may be reasons why you want them, but you can break that. A lot of that too is habit, right? The habit of having that nighttime snack. Um, you know, it's hard habit, you know, the old habits are hard to break and that's why. I need help uh, with lunch. I'm always defaulting to salads and they're getting tiring. Yeah, so this is, we got like 50 something recipes over on the app um, that you have access to. We have the um, the recipe share pages. Um, we have uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and then vegan share pages. There's there's so much over there. Um, definitely forcing yourself to eat salads is not a win. Um, get those leafy greens in, yeah, but you can incorporate them into your meals. You don't have to be fancy about them. Um, definitely salads, especially in the winter time, if you are not feeling them is just working against you. You're really not feeding into giving your body what it needs. In the winter time, your body wants heavier, heartier foods, uh, you know, heavier carbs, fatty meats, those kinds of things that help the body create heat and feed into its needs. Um, so you really want to make sure that you're feeding into that. And, you know, get, eating a salad every day is not going to get you ahead. I would definitely look into some of the recipes that we have um, in the app. They're broken down. There's a whole recipe guide there. They're broken down into breakfast and, and lunch and dinner ideas. Um, you don't have to follow follow them. What I love about our recipes is like ingredients are interchangeable. They're really just there to inspire you. Um, lunch is where you, you definitely should be adding those heavier carbs, rices, quinoas, you know, and such, and any of the grains you want to add in, um, potatoes that, I mean, not that you can't have them at dinner. They're just way better at lunch. They make more sense earlier in the day when the body actually needs them as opposed to later in the day um, when you're, you know, you're, you're fueling your body with carbohydrates and energy foods that it's not going to need because you're going to go to bed. Um, so definitely this is not a low carb program. This is right carb at right time uh, kind of program, right? So that, that would be the, the most sufficient time to add them in. You want to move those salads, move them to dinner with some proteins and good fats and still like load them up with veggies and stuff. But definitely at lunches, you should be eating 
especially with downsizing, you know, like this, you know, like especially salads, people have this idea that you can just have a big salad. Well, you shouldn't, if when you're trying to lose weight, you shouldn't be describing any kind of portions as big. I'm going to have a big salad. I'm going to have a huge salad, right? Like no one needs a big salad, huge salad. So if you're eating a big, huge salad, what you want to do is make that more nutrient rich. So you're actually getting a lot more satisfied on a smaller portion. What you could do is take that salad and just put some rice on there. Love black rice. Make yourself some black rice. Got this nice nutty flavor, super high in protein, great fiber, or make a salad throw some quinoa on there. Do you know what I mean? Make a salad, throw some squash on there. Do you know what I mean? There's a way that you can bump that up and make it more nutrient rich. In my second round and over halfway to my ultimate goal, hi Erin, down 17.5 pounds, which was a pipe dream five months ago and quickly become more concrete and possible with each passing day. I love that. A huge effing deal for a serial weight cycler. As I get more and more in tune and the four questions become more intuitive, I love your thoughts on the times your body really doesn't want you want uh, you pack what you packed for lunch. Yeah, I hear this. Or you have items in your fridge that you have to use before they go bad. Yeah, I hear that too. Um, outside of packing more than one portion, freezing or later or incorporating items into another meal, if you truly have to eat it, is it simply a sometimes it is what it is scenario? Eat until satisfied. Would you just take some token bites of something like chili and all mixed together? If you have separate components, would you just eat what's appealing? If that means missing the star of the show, do you eat token bites? Ah, I love this question. How much time do I have? I have like six minutes to answer. Okay, I love this because this is just a testament to you doing the work and being in tune and recognizing what your body is asking for. Um, so, you know, asking the four questions is like just starting to get in tune to your body's needs, right? How's this portion for me? You know, how do I feel while eating it? You know, how, what, how did I know I was done? And how do I feel walk away? That really kind of is tied to portions, not necessarily being in tune with what your body's actually, you know, asking for. And in little ways you could do this, like for example, fruit. So when you go to get your fruit in the morning, um, God, this is so, it's so interesting because your body gets certain certain things from certain foods. So when you crave things, there's a reason why you're craving it. And it goes beyond just craving, you know, sugar and you need water and salt. You need good fats. Like it can, your body can be very specific. When you crave meat, for example, that's usually a call out that you need iron, you need B12s, like you're low on those things. There's a reason why your body is craving the meat. Um, and then you have to break it down into how long certain foods take to digest in your system. Ah, and um, that really is like fruit, right? Now, th this is sort of where it gets complicated is that say you have fruit in your fridge and right now, for example, I don't know if you guys have seen my fruit. So in the morning, you know, Tony will bring us down some, like some, maybe some pineapple, some raspberries, some blueberries. I'm trying to think what I had yesterday. Pineapple, raspberries, and blueberries. Now, first of all, I have the fucking luxury to be able to buy and the means and to buy the like a variety of fruits that I can indulge in. A lot of people don't. And this is economics. This is finances. A lot of people don't have the means and the luxury to be buying a variety of different fruits to pick and choose from each day. I do. And that's not lost on me. So, you know, when I have my little fruit tray, I just go for like yesterday, I picked out the blueberries. And I had, then I had the raspberries. I did not touch the pineapple, had no interest in it. I think there was actually some mango on there that I was like, meh. So I didn't try to get a good variety. I just kind of went with what is most appealing. Now you hand that same plate to me today. My mouth just up saying pineapple started to water. 
I want some pineapple. So you look at your fruits and you're like, okay, what's the most appealing to me in this moment? Is it the pear? No. Is it the blueberries? No. Is it the pineapple? Yes. Is it the cherries? Is it the orange? So if you have the luxury of being able to look in your fridge or your fruit bowl and have a variety of different fruits in there, you can try this and be like, and get, you got to get out of your head. It's, this is, this information and this being in tune is not in your brain. It's in your belly, right? So of the fruit that I have, what is most appealing to me in the moment. So when you're going to the grocery store, right? This is why when you go to the grocery store hungry, you're like driven by like, I just want food. I want to eat it all. I'm going to buy all the food, right? Like if you go through the vegetable section. And so this is really cool because I used to do eat right for its blood. I've been 30 years in the diet industry. I dabbled in all the diets and eat right for your blood type. You do not have to go and get your blood tested to figure out what type of food works well with you. Some people do really well on meat. Some people not at all. I have had a kid who her entire life since she was a toddler doesn't like me very picky and I don't know why because then I have other kids that mouth the meat give me more meat she doesn't like bacon she doesn't like pork she let she only likes she doesn't like certain chicken she likes chicken wings she has been like this since the day she 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 came out like this is just who she is um and I thought maybe as she gets older her taste will change they haven't they haven't and, um, so I think, you know, so you go to the grocery store and this is where I would take clients and be like, okay, let's look at these vegetables, pick out the ones that are most appealing to you. Like if you could buy them, which ones would you buy? And, you know, sure enough, you cross reference that with what blood type they were. And it's just bang, 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 bang. Like you don't, you don't have to read a book on blood type to figure out this out. In fact, you don't want to do that. You want to be in tune to your body's needs. So your body is pretty freaking amazing in the sense that it's been making all these associations to the foods that you've been eating your entire life and knows what it wants and what it needs and all of that. Um, so there is something to be said. This is why I'm saying if you're forcing yourself to eat a salad every day and you are sitting down to it and you're just like, I want some chili, I want a soup, I want a stew, I want some meat and potatoes, I want some fucking rice, then you are picking up on the fact that this is not you not being like not motivated, inspired. You're actually picking up on the fact that your body's like, would you knock it off with the fucking salads already? Like, that's not what I need here. This is where we want to get in tune. Now, in the summertime, totally different scenario. In the summertime, this is where we actually start to crave lighter foods, like more fruits that are easier to digest because when it's hot out and your body's shutting you down, keeping low energy, it doesn't want to work hard to create heat in your body. It's trying to keep you nice and cool. That's why it's so much easier to eat salads and fruits and fresher fruits. That's why in the, in the summertime, you want to actually decrease those heavier carbs, bump up your fruit intake to make it a lot easier for your body to get needs. So in doing the program, being in tune, asking no questions make no mistake you're you're getting yourself in tune with everything across the board when to eat what to eat how much to eat right so so when you are eating the meals that you're putting together this is why we don't want anyone kind of nitpicking put it together with the components that you need but instinctually intuitively eat it so you don't have to like eat the vegetables first and eat the meat first and eat all like, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whether the star of the show is lunch or the stars, the show is protein, just kind of like be more chill than that. And now that you put these meals together, let's instinctually eat the foods that we want to eat, you know, first, second, third, or in combination or whatever that might be. Right. So, cause you're going to naturally just choose the foods that your, your body is most more interested in you, in you eating in the first place. So you're probably picking up on that. Now, if you, you're right. Most people don't have the luxury of packing like a, a couple, you know, 
three different lunches to choose from. And I would, if we have the luxury of doing this when we're home, you know, you might want to think about this. This is also where people, and this is why it's such a, it's an intricate thing to talk about. Some people plan their meals, obviously weekly, especially their dinners for the sake of buying groceries, right? And, um, you know, n not wasting food. So, so this is where it's not just as easy and it'd be very flippant of me to say, just to eat what you're most appealing to your body, because if you don't have the means and the resources to decide on the fly each day, um, what you, what you're to eat, what you're feeling like. So this doesn't mean that you have to do that. If you have the luxury of doing it, great. Like if you go in, so this, this, uh, this actually factors more in to when you're done losing weight. So for example, when I go into my fridge and I open it up, I'm like, what am I, I'm hungry. What am I hungry for? I'll be like, do I want fruit? Do I want veggies? Do I want protein? Do I want something warm? Do I want something cold? Like, but it happens so instinctually fast that I'm not sitting there going like, do I want this? Do I want that? Right? Okay. I feel like fruit. Then I'll open my fruit. Okay. Which, which fruit's most appealing? Like whatever. So I've been doing this for 30 years for so long. It just, it happens in an instant that I don't even have to ask. Right? Right? Like I know when I, you know, when, when I have dinner served out and, and, you know, I put like a potluck style, I'm just, sometimes I eat more veggies and hardly any meat. Sometimes last night I just ate a whole bunch of meat. Like I had a little bit of side salads and, but it was meat for some reason I just wanted meat. And that's probably because my period's coming if I was to guess. Um, so I just wanted the meat, right? So, so it's, I think you're, I got to go, but you're picking up on the fact that you are in tune at, to working with your body in terms of letting you know of the food in front of you, what's appealing or what you've provided is not appealing to you, to it at the moment. But sometimes we have to eat it anyway. So on those times when you have the luxury to choose, like really the hone in on that, um, but a lot of times we don't have the luxury to choose. So it kind of is what it is. It is what it is. But this is so super cool because this, this is not going to, this is like next level kind of shit. The way that you get so in tune to your body. This is what I'm telling you. Eventually you got to trust. It's going to tell you when to eat, what to eat and how much to eat. And that's part of like what to eat. I want a steak. I want a fresh salad. I want a stew. I want a chili. I want those things. But sometimes we don't have the luxury. I and mean, this is why restaurants are so great. You can read through the menu and be like, oh, I feel like this. This is appealing. Oh, I would like that. Like that. That's why restaurants are so easy and they're so great. So, but this, I gotta go. I want to, I want to keep talking about this. This will put you in tune with everything in your life. You are just picking up on what works for you, what is a preference to you. And this is where some people think, well, I'm going to just want chocolate. I'm going to want chips. And no, you won't. Your body's not interested in those foods. You might want those. Your body's, your body's never interested in fried foods, deep fried foods, high sugar foods, high salt foods, high fat foods. You, you're fucking kidding yourself. I know I've used a lot of F-bombs today, so I apologize for that. Yes, sorry, not sorry. Um, but it's not interested in those kinds of foods. At the end of the day, your body wants you to be healthy, wants you to feel good, wants you to live your life. It doesn't want to be lugging around a bunch of extra fat. So if you get in tune to that, really super in tune to that. And this is why sometimes it's important to have those indulgences because what you think that you want that pizza, you want that thing, you want that thing. When you're really going to realize after you eat it and how you feel afterwards, you, your body doesn't want it. It's not interested in it, you know? And at the end of the day, it's not bringing you the joy that you think it is. That's definitely a want over a need. So when you get in tune to your body's needs, it puts you in tune with everything. What works for you, situation wise, friend wise, relationship wise, um, what's like, this helps you with your whole really life's path because you're going to know what works for you, what makes you happy, you know, and, and, and being in tune to that is so huge because some people just don't know because they're so disconnected. You disconnect yourself through food. You disconnect from everything, which is, I gotta go. I could talk about this all day. Um, thank you for that. That was an amazing. That was an amazing question and a great share, Aaron. Hopefully I, um, answered your question. <laughs>
Thanksgiving Day, everyone. I hope you join me today at 11. If not, we will repost that segment in the guides. I will uh, see you later. Bye.